Hey everybody, thanks for joining us this week on the Extra Point Show. Yep, yep. Uh, we are first few weeks into the off season, so uh, we actually surprisingly have a good amount of news to talk about. I, I was, you know, kind of surprised about yeah, that. But... Yeah, the uh, the NFL gods have, have blessed us with a good amount of content. We can't promise that it's always going to be this fruitful, but uh, yeah, I mean, one week removed from the Super Bowl, I guess we'll start there. Um, obviously. The, uh, is it one week? Is it only one week? Yeah, it was last Sunday. I thought it was like yep, two. It was, it was last yeah, okay, Sunday. So it was last Sunday. Yep. Yeah. Man, it starts to feel like an eternity. You know, every day that football's out there, it's like, oh man. Oh my god. Been now? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 hell. It's hell for just sure. Just wait, just wait. Yeah. We've only begun. We've only just begun. Yeah, and, and there's a few other things to talk about on that. I mean, I'm I'm actually looking forward to the USFL, um, the United States Football League that's being relaunched. I think that's coming back in April, if I want to say, and then. Uh, to uh, our show last week, and it was funny because I had said something that you know was like, if the uh, if the Bengals can hold the Rams to around like twenty points, you know that they they could probably win the game, and they ended up like, you know, holding them to twenty three. But if they could have just you know, batting down the hatch. Yeah, a I mean the way better. that game played yeah. out with the with the ref calls, honestly, yeah. it, it seems like yeah. they kind of just. Gave, I mean, I hate to yeah. say that, but that's it really seemed what like it Cincinnati like. had the stop. It, I mean, it, Cincinnati was down there; they had the stop, and, and <clears throat> basically the drive was extended, yeah. you know, by a quite very questionable pass interference call, um, where you know there was there was a pass interference, or th- there was a no call earlier on on the T Higgins Bengals touchdown catch. Um, where he was basically being like blanketed by Ramsey, and that was the no call. But you know, they, basically, a linebacker has good coverage on a receiver. He was a little tight on him, but I mean, not what I should have, you know, considered pass interference. And, and, and there were there were several penalties. Uh, also on a fourth and uh, the Bengals fourth and one, Aaron Donald being offsides was huge. That should have been an automatic first down. Um, so a lot of yeah, that was one of the biggest ones. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to wonder, you know, <laughs> these re- these referees, the players can get fined, but why why are we not fining and suspending these officials for for missed calls like that? Yeah. I mean, and we have instant replay, so there's no reason why you know a, a game. That's especially- why it's a little fishy sometimes when things like this happen. When it's when it's kind of you know that many blatant things, it's yeah. like really very very strange. Very how, strange. How it's a Super Bowl. They basically, I mean, the Bengals had the Super Bowl one, their first Super Bowl ever. It would have been, and and you know they 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 get robbed. They get absolutely robbed. It was a good game up until that point. And and you know what was crazy is the referees. It was probably, to my recollection, probably the least flagged Super Bowl up until that point. Up until like the last five minutes, and then the refs just went flag crazy. I was like, what the what the fuck is this? This is some bullshit. But. I mean, Rams are your world champions, unfortunately. Um, I mean, they yeah. and, and they beat us to get there, which, which is all the, all the all the shittier. But you know, yeah, I hate to say it, but I, I really I wasn't that surprised yeah. that they won because they did look like the better team yeah. going into it. And they, I was like, they, I remember saying they look like a Super Bowl team to me. Yeah, and and they were so all, all their. I I wanted the Bengals to win, but all their acquisitions paid off. I mean, Matt Stafford, twenty six of forty, two hundred eighty three yards, three mm-hmm. touchdowns. Two picks, but he overcame it. I mean, the Rams didn't run for shit. Uh, Cam Rakers had 13 carries for 21 yards. Um, but Cooper Cup, eight catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns. He was named the MVP. Um, also notable in that game, Odell Beckham Jr., who was uh, the big middle-of-the-season uh, middle acquisition. Two catches, 52 yards, and one touchdown before leaving the game with a torn ACL, which was ruled later. Um, and uh, obviously, that's uh, that's a big injury because he's going into free, um, the off season, where he's going to be a free agent again. So he wants to return to the Rams, but we'll we'll see if that happens. Obviously, there have been other other teams um, linked to have potential interested in OBJ. One of them is the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So I mean, if they could get Beckham next to like Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and all those other players, they'd have even a more dangerous isn't offense. This, <clears throat> this is his second time tearing his ACL, correct? Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's okay. pretty... Well, I mean, we'll have to see what condition he returns in. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those things, exactly. Yeah. It really, it, that's dependent on but the condition that he returns in he, after he was, injury, he was looking so. great. Given it's the second time, right. though, I wouldn't... Yeah. Exactly. Do we know if it, if it was in the same knee? 
I, I actually think we did talk about this. I think it was it was maybe the other name, okay, but I okay. could be wrong. If, if there's any one thing, then it's probably that. If if it is the other knee, then you know if you tear the same ACL, that and the would same make knee, it a little more. But yeah, still, man, I mean, yeah, both are ACLs. Yeah, I mean that, that's not a great Ugh. thing either. I mean, you're coming in and it's like, I've got a wide receiver with two bad ACLs, and it's like, yeah. Even though the yeah. technology in ACL surgery has come as far as it has. I mean, an ACL tear back in the, in the <laughs> 80s or 90s could be a career ender. Now, you know, you just you miss the season and you come back. Or if you're Cam Akers, you yeah, pay- which is frankly, which is honestly amazing, because for most people, you know, you do that shit and they don't get, you know, yeah. most people don't get the rehab yeah. and, and the stuff that they get. So the fact that they're able to come back and play football again, yeah. and sometimes at just as high of a level is just crazy. Yeah, and, and for Cam Akers to return, I mean, he tore his ACL in the preseason and he returned for the last game of the regular season in the playoff run. Although he wasn't very effective in the Super Bowl, uh, nobody's surprised that Cooper Cup is the MVP. Uh, he's he's been obviously you know the Rams' best offensive player all season long. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see what happens with uh, with Odell. Um, I mean, like I said, two catches, fifty-one yards, and a touchdown before he had a non-contact injury. So we'll have to see where he ends up. In on the other side of things, Joey Burrow was uh, sacked seventy times. In, in the 21 games that he played this season. Jesus. Which is third most all-time, <clears throat> second only to Randall Cunningham in 86, and uh, rookie wow. rookie David Carr in 2002, who was sacked 76 times as, as a rookie. So, yeah. On, on an expansion team. On an expa- yeah, season. exactly. Literally. Well, that yeah. makes kind of makes more sense. Yeah. 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 Mm, they did, they did not invest in the line. Safe to say. But yeah, Joey Burrow sacked 70 times, still made it to the Super Bowl, which is, you know, that, that, that's insanely good for as many times. Uh, in, in the game against the Titans, the divisional game, he got sacked nine times and they still won and advanced. But yeah, I don't know how that works. But yeah, but, but Zach, good for Zach Taylor, who has actually earned himself a contract extension. So good for, you know, third year head coach Zach Taylor getting a contract extension through 2026. And uh, owner Mike Brown have said that they are going to invest uh, serious resources into the offensive line this offseason to help keep Joey Burrow upright. Now, they could have had uh, Penny Sewell last, <coughs> last uh, offseason, but instead they went with Jamar Chase, um, Joe Burrow's college teammate, which was, which was a great decision. But obviously... Yeah, he's been really good for them. Maybe this season they invest in the, in the offensive line. Now, moving on from the Super Bowl, this is other Super Bowl Sunday news. It happened in the wee hours of the morning. If you want yeah, so to take, if you want to take Adrian yeah, yeah. Peterson news, yeah, I'm AP sure, is back you know, in the news, unfortunately, and and not for mm, the right unfortunately. reasons. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. So, 36 year old Adrian Peterson arrested Sunday morning at uh, Los Angeles International Airport on charges of domestic violence, um, yeah. according to a Los Angeles. Airport police statement, they received a call around 8.30 a.m. local time about a possible domestic violence on board an aircraft bound for Houston and responded to a verbal and physical altercation between a male suspect and a female victim. Uh, Peterson was booked into jail, given a $50,000 bail, and released on Sunday because obviously that isn't much for him, I would imagine. Yeah, that's... that's, Uh, Later that afternoon. Um, He did have a uh, statement put out by a representative uh, where he said his wife, Ashley... Um, or both him and his wife, Ashley, I'm sorry, said in a statement that the two had a verbal argument on the flight. Peterson grabbed her wedding room and wedding, wedding ring and scratched her finger. A source close to the Peterson said, um, and the plane then returned to the gate. The source said Ashley Peterson was not going to press charges. Right. And, yeah, um, the, uh, so. the, the Peterson's representative also said, here's, here's a quote from them, uh, this is a private misunderstanding between husband and wife, and we anticipate it will all be resolved shortly. Um, Peterson was arrested at 9.20 a.m. and has a court date set for June 16th. Ashley Peterson and the other passengers were able to continue on to Houston on their on their flight, and uh, Peterson was charged. Um, obviously, this isn't the first time Peterson has been in the news for legal issues. Um, it's been well known that... Well, yeah, and legal issues of the same nature, right, basically. Ex- exactly. I mean, it's another yeah. kind of a domestic violence, domestic abuse kind of a case. I mean, this doesn't really sound quite like that. I mean, it's just, you know, you don't do shit like that on a plane. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. It's, you know, things are pretty uh, 
strict on a plane, right. but I mean, obviously, what he did in the past was was significantly worse. Um, yeah. I mean, at least I would say I would, when I he was say. charged with felony child abuse um, back in 2014. He used a uh, switch to spank his then four-year-old son, which resulted in cuts and bruises all over his body. Uh, Peterson eventually pleaded no yeah. contest to a reduced charge of misdemeanor reckless assault. In addition, in addition to a two-year probation period, he was uh, fined four thousand dollars and performed eighty hours of community service. Yeah. And the NFL suspended him for one. Yeah, day. I, I remember when that was when that was happening, and that was uh, that was a huge deal. And you know, he was yeah. he missed the whole season with the Vikings. Um, and that was when he was really at the peak. I wasn't sure if he'd come back. Yeah, you know, uh, at that point, exactly. You know, like... Yeah. So I mean, it's it's tough to say. You know, at this point, if after this. He um, he plays in the NFL again. Obviously, we did see a little bit of AP this past season. Uh, the 15-year veteran um, finished this past season on injured reserve with the Seahawks, who had signed him to their practice squad in December after a three-game run with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he appeared in just one game with Seattle, ironically against the uh, 49ers. Uh, he carried the football 11 times for 16 yards and a touchdown, which isn't much, but I mean... Who really did? No, who really did not. run the ball that's, that's well against us this season? To be honest, so um, you know. I mean, I'm sure there was people significantly better than that. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but that, that touchdown did tie Jim Brown for 10th place on the NFL's all-time uh, touchdown list, and uh, Peterson ranks fifth in NFL history with uh, 14,918 yards, um, career rushing yards, and he said he plans to continue playing next season. But we will have to see whether he gets any interest, because obviously that's got to be yeah. It's more if a team wants him to yeah, play exactly. for them. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, I intend to play. It's like, well, bro, you can intend to play all you want. You want to play if somebody but... wants you. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's probably some 55 year old guy out there. Who's like, I want to play. Well, yeah, but you know, I, I will. I will say this. <laughs> I would like to see him at least get 82 more yards to at least get to the 15,000. I think. I think that that yeah, would be. I a agree. Nice, a nice I agree. Solid figure for AP. Because I've always been, yeah. you know, this kind of shit aside, I've always been an AP fan. I mean, he's he's been one of the best. Yeah, his play on the yeah. field is yeah. is nice to watch. I mean, given his his uh, other things are not great, I'm not going to advocate any of right, that. Right. It's definitely and not. We, not and good. We, we never would. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, he he has been entertaining on the football field, and that would be, you know, that's a, you know, that's as far as it goes. Yeah. But as a person, I'm not sure if he's. You know, maybe he's, you know, maybe he learned from it. I don't know. Although with this recent thing, you, you don't know. Although it sounds like, you know, they just had an argument. But you got to be kind of stupid to do that on a plane in front of a bunch of people. Like, you know. Let, let, me, let me ask you, bud. Do you, do you think he uh, he ever plays another down in the NFL again? Your opinion. I mean, the I think so if a team is interested in him, yes. That right. that would yeah, really I, be I don't the, think the, this the would necessarily factor. disqualify him. Yeah. People, people I don't do, think that this has. People no, bounce no. back from more shit. In the NFL, in the, no, given his oh, other yeah. shit that happened yeah, in 2014, yeah. and he, he still played again, that. absolutely. He exactly. this isn't going to be. I mean, this is a, this seems actually pretty minor to me. I wouldn't hold this against him at right. all. I'd be like, all right, well, yeah, you know, it's, it's a minor just, argument. It's just one of those whatever, time fine. and place like, things. It's like obviously, not, not exactly. The best, not the don't do place. that on an airplane, yeah. man. Yeah. Like you're you're inviting attention you don't need. If that happens in your own house between two people, okay, whatever. Exactly. Fine. Exactly. You know, you know. Hopefully that we get resolved and be like, oh, I apologize. I didn't yeah. mean to hurt your finger. Fine. But yeah, I mean, who knows? I don't know what the relationship's yeah. like. But, yeah. Ho- hopefully. But yeah, this not. is significantly less yeah. worse, uh, less bad than the the last thing right. that he was arrested for. So yeah. I don't think it'll affect that. It's going to be a matter of his production uh, on the field, which, given the chances he did have last season, he did. He didn't perform yeah. well. He, did he didn't perform. So I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play again, given his age and given the way he performed, the chances that he did have. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to depend. I think you know, like in this situation, he was brought in with Tennessee as, you know, an injury replacement for Derrick Henry. But, you know, obviously had it not been for that, like, I don't right. think he would have really been on a team. You know, I think, you know, it was basically... Yeah, coming I agree. And, and then it kind of showed when he played and yeah. didn't really do that. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, your time's up, man. Yeah. Speaking of uh, players that have that have spent some time away from the game, Malcolm Butler, Super Bowl hero Malcolm Butler, uh, his time away from the football field could be uh, nearing an end. Uh, the Cardinals released Malcolm Butler from the reserve retired list, and uh, Ian Rappaport, uh, the NFL insider, reported that this release means that Butler's now free to to sign uh, with any team that he desires. Butler's been working out diligently, leading many to re- uh, believe that a return to the NFL is coming in the near future. And he last played in 2020 with the Tennessee Titans, where he played in all 16 games 
recording a career-high for four interceptions. And, of course, uh, Malcolm Butler, as, uh, as you and everybody know, best known for being the uh, goal-line hero in uh, Super Bowl 50 at, at the goal line when, uh, when, when genius all, all-time head coach Pete Carroll you know, has, had Marshawn Lynch in the, uh, in, in the backfield <laughs> and he elected to throw throw the football and it was picked yeah, up that, why, why? And, uh, why giving the why giving, would you make giving that the call? Patriots the 24 to 20 or I'm sorry 28 to 24 Super Bowl win Malcolm Butler Super Bowl hero I know he's one of my favorites and uh, obviously with the Niners potentially being in the market for a cornerback uh, with him and um, also Stefan Gilmore is also going to be uh. from, from Carolina he was he was traded um uh, New England traded him to Carolina last season, so he would also be a guy that I'd be interested in. Okay, that's why New England popped in my head. Yeah. I forgot to yeah. say that he went to Carolina. Yeah, he, okay. he went to Carolina midseason last year and had two interceptions in eight games. Um, you know, for the for the half season okay. that he played with them. So both of those guys are guys that you know I'd potentially like to see the Niners target in free agency because uh, we could definitely use another strong corner next to Emmanuel Mosley. Even though I think Ambry Thomas is going to be good. You know, I if if we can get Malcolm Butler, I mean the man, the man's got Super Bowl experience. Yeah, I mean he couldn't can't turn that down. That's a good yeah. good opportunity if he's available. I mean depending on the price, obviously. Right. Yeah. As you know, everything is right. Yeah. Now, um, he he did sign. Um, well, yeah. I mean, actually, speaking of of price, he was um a Tennessee salary cap dump after finishing uh, the twenty twenty season with the Titans. Um, after he initially signed with them on, on a five-year contract in free agency in 2018. Then he signed a uh, one-year $3.25 million contract with Arizona. So this is what tells me that we might not be able to get him for you know too, too bad of a price tag. And then he didn't play. He was expected to start opposite of Byron Murphy because Arizona had Patrick Peterson go to Minnesota. He, he left in free agency. Um, but he never ended up playing in the in the regular season, and he ended up getting placed on the reserve retired list. And after spending uh, twenty twenty one away from football after a per, uh, personal situation in training camp, um, you know he's he's looking to get back into the game. So I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what what his asking price is. But I mean, it, I'd assume it would probably since he didn't play, it wouldn't be more than three point two five million on a one year deal. It might even be a little bit less. I mean, that's that's not. Yeah, bad I, I would all. take I, mean, I would take a guy with Super Bowl experience <laughs> that you know is like take that all day. That, that's in the mind of Russell Wilson. If if, if Russell's going to stick around in the NFC West, I mean, if two, two times a season, you know, potentially he's got the ability to. Yeah, you know what? There's actually been some rumors about Russell Wilson going to the Commanders. Right. right. That happens, I know. But, you know. That, that, we'll we'll know more in a month. We'll know more that would be, I, I mean, that would be fantastic. But although I feel like the cost would be obscene, and it would be, you know, like bye bye picks for the next three years. And, I, I'd be, a, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily worth it. I'd but I, that has that been a too. rumor swirling around. I would as well. But if he did, if he did come there, that would be, yeah, it'd be. It'd be because exciting. not only does that do that, does two things that benefit me directly. I mean, as, as a as a fan of the Commanders, it's great to see Russ go there. It's Russell Wilson and out then, of the NFC gets, West. Gets Russ out of the West, <laughs> and and then you know, like yeah. at that point. Yeah, the, the the Niners, uh, you know, have have a little bit. I don't want to say clearer path, but it definitely doesn't hurt things. You know, that that division's always going to be tough, especially uh, especially with the Rams. Although the Rams aren't going to be able to pay everybody, we're going to have to see who they're able to keep at this point. But um, yeah, stay tuned to stay tuned to find that out. Unless they pull uh, like the Buccaneers did this last season and re-sign all of their 22 they starters. They kept damn near everybody, but that's like that's the first time that's ever <laughs> happened. I don't see that happening again. Um, yeah, that's very rare. Now, in other news that we've reported on, this is kind of like a follow-up to a lot of things. Brian Flores. Now, Brian Flores did not get a head coaching job. However, he was in fact hired. Uh, he was actually hired by the Pittsburgh Steelers to... Uh, yeah, which kind of surprised me. I really wasn't ex- entirely expecting that. Yeah, I remember that. you said that you thought he might not coach again, and uh, obviously he's back. Yeah, I mean, it just seems odd. If you're suing the NFL for another another team to, like, hire you as your head, their head coach when the NFL is, like, technically their boss, basically, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, they're in, 
just it's I just it's just weird. Like I mean, I guess obviously these organizations can make their own decisions to some extent, but yeah, yeah, and I mean, obviously, um, you know, Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, said in the statement that he's excited about Brian Flores joining our coaching staff, given his history of developing and teaching defensive players during his time in the NFL. Brian's resume speaks for itself, and I look forward to him adding his expertise to help our team. So, yeah, I mean, obviously Flores and his legal team have said that the lawsuit is ongoing despite this job. Uh, So that is still, uh, you know, he's not canceling the lawsuit or anything that is still planning to be moved forward with. Uh, And, and yeah, um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but he will be the uh, senior defensive assistant and uh, linebackers coach for newly uh, promoted defensive coordinator Terrell Austin, who's who's replacing Keith Butler, the longtime (laughs) defensive coordinator who stepped down in uh, in Pittsburgh there. So, yeah, I mean, interesting interesting development there. Obviously, um, good to see Flores back in the league. But uh, we'll we'll still have to follow and follow up and see how it goes with uh, with the lawsuit because that's that's very interesting. Yeah, that's really the biggest story there with him. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I guess it is. You know, whatever happens with that. But although if he's already gotten hired by another team, then maybe if after the lawsuit finishes, depending on the result, maybe then he, you know, they wouldn't allow him to be hired again but i guess right. as of now because it's ongoing maybe it's kind of one of those yeah. things yeah that, that's true it just surprises me though that a team would take would do that and take take the risk it just seems like i don't know i'm surprised by that yeah i mean he's he's a good he's a good coach but so i mean i, I think that oh yeah i'm not denying yeah, that yeah, i'm but, just but, saying yeah. just based on but, the problems yeah. it might cause. but yeah you, you don't know what's going to happen i mean you don't know if depending on the on, on this suit if the nfl i mean i don't know if they would rule this or if they even could rule this, but, you know, let's say midway through next season, the NFL, you know, rules against Brian Flores and he's like suspended. And then, you know, like one of your top defensive assistants is like suspended. I mean, that can happen with any defensive coach or any, any coach, I guess, in the, in the NFL. So it's, it's a risk you take, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to follow the situation and, and see what happens. Obviously we mentioned Flores in the running for the giants, Texans, saints, um, Texans, Giants, and Saints jobs. Uh, the Giants job going to uh, Brian Dable, uh, Houston, and New Orleans promoting in-house candidates with Lovey Smith and Dennis Allen, respectively. Um, oh, and also another thing that I will mention, because uh, this is relevant. He added another team to the suit. He added the Texans to the suit, if, if, if you didn't hear that. Oh, really? Saying that, oh, that, I did not saying know that, that the Texans intentionally didn't hire him after they were because i remember i think we talked about it i remember he was like one of the favorites to land the texans job and then they you know obviously went with lovey smith so he's trying to prove that they intentionally didn't hire him because of the ongoing suit which is almost an impossible thing Hmm. to prove i mean how do you how do you prove that in court yeah yeah that's a but i mean good luck good luck brian good luck coach (laughs) And uh, as as we uh, as we promised earlier, there's uh, there's some XFL news. The uh, the NFL and the XFL have reached a deal on a collaboration um, on a select innovation programs to further expand the game of football and create increased opportunities for player development, both on and off the field. So this was announced by the XFL <laughs> on Monday. Uh, the XFL says the focus of its collaboration with the NFL will be health and safety initiatives including forward-thinking physical oh, okay. and mental programs for players, the studying the, uh, the study of playing surfaces and equipment, and the sharing of game trends and data. That's relevant because, as we mentioned earlier on the show, OBJ tearing his uh, ACL on the turf field at SoFi, and a lot of players reached out and said turf should be banned. So interesting that they're, that they're looking into something. And I don't remember what player it was, but a player came out recently and said that, you know, all 32 NFL teams make enough money to maintain natural grass fields that nobody should be playing on artificial oh, yeah, turf anymore. Absolutely. And, you know, if it's causing injuries, remember game two of last season, the 2020 season, when we lost Bosa, um, D, D Ford, or I'm sorry, Bosa, Eric Armstead, and uh, 
I'm trying to think of who else. We lost like three players to the ACL on the Jets turf in the Meadowlands. Remember that shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It yeah, was Jimmy. It was Jimmy. Yeah, I remember there being Jimmy seven. was the other one. Oh, yeah, was it was Jimmy? Jimmy's oh, high God. ankle sprain, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's when yeah, Mullins, yeah, Mullins yeah. came in. Yeah, oh, so that was, that was what it was. So I, I'm with it. I mean, do anything that you can to, you know, look into the safety of the game without making the game, you know, just different. I mean, I'm not about eliminating the kickoff. I know that's something that they've tried to do because of all the special teams injuries. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so there was a quote by Troy Vincent, former NFL player and Eagles safety Troy Vincent, who's now a NFL executive and VP of football operations, who has, uh, who has stated the XFL has shown us that innovation is one of its core principles. We are hopeful that this relationship will support further development and improvements in the game of football at all levels. Uh, and then the XFL, of course, was refounded in 2018. Um, it had its inaugural season back in uh, 2020 before COVID. Obviously, uh, you know, old Uncle COVID came in and fucked everything up, including the XFL, midway <laughs> through the season and uh, forced the league to cease operations. So uh, Dwayne... Dwayne The Rock Johnson bought it from Vince McMahon. You know, his old buddy Vince McMahon giving him a good price on the XFL. We appreciate you, Vince. Thanks for... Because The Rock's actually going to do something with it now. Uh, and as we mentioned okay. earlier, the XFL is slated to return to uh, play in 2023. Well, now the NFL's associated with it, bud. So now I feel like the NFL's kind of yeah, on the that hook. that should help. That the should NFL's definitely like help. kind of like tethered to its success now. It's like if the XFL fails, I feel like it makes the NFL look bad now. So it's like... Yeah, but the NFL's not going to fail even if the XFL... The NFL will never fail. The NFL will never fail. Yeah. That's yeah. true. But yeah. Um, and then uh, Danny Garcia, who is the ex-wife of The Rock and his business partner, the co-owner and chairwoman, um, was also quoted as saying, we're extremely pleased to collaborate with the NFL in these important areas. We're bringing forward an XFL that is progressive and forward-thinking when it comes to innovation, leveraging the newest technology to enhance game day experience. We have an open field for innovative rules to enhance in-game access, sharing insights and practices between the XFL and NFL, will do a tremendous amount of good for the game of football and support the player ecosystem overall. So, and then, and then it was also mentioned that among the other things that they want to do is they want to work together through international football development, scouting, and enhancement of officiating. I'm all about enhancing officiating, as we just talked about the bullshit. Of yeah, the Super well, Bowl. I think every single football fan yeah. on the damn planet yeah. is for better officiating. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you got to have it. You gotta have it, or you gotta mm, start holding mm. these. But this actually sounds. Go ahead. I was just to say this actually does sound cool. It does. I mean, it sounds cool. As in hell. the XFL, it might be a, a lower level like league, but I don't know. I'm like, excited to see it. Dude, I cannot wait. For the I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah. Like I, I'm. That sounds I'm cool. I'm definitely. You know. Yeah. Like I want to see because I saw the first XFL. <clears throat> you know, I, I saw the initial XFL when it first came out, and only lasted one season. Because before this past season, it came out like in the early 2000s, and it only lasted one season. That's where that's where Tommy. Yeah, I vaguely yeah, remember that. That's where Tommy no, Mad Dog Maddox for the no, Pittsburgh well. Steelers came from, and uh, and a few other notable players. Rod Smart, the the Carolina return man, known as He Hate Me. There there were some notable notable hmm. XFL guys, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from that, I'm excited to to see what happens with that. Um, also, um, one other thing. I remember seeing – I want to talk about this real briefly before we move on. Uh, the, the idea of relegation. I know you saw the meme too. That was um, – maybe now it's a possibility. So the meme, which was, you know, like every year the best team from the XFL should play the worst team from the NFL. Oh, yes. And, yes, and there's, yes, there's actually yes, – I, I was talking that. to my buddy about it, and there's this thing called relegation that they do in the Premier League in soccer. Every year, the top three teams go up to the Premier League, and the top and the and the bottom three teams drop down. So imagine if this was a real concept that was developed; it it would be great for viewing. And imagine if you've got that would be. You know, I have to say that XFL, would be XFL team versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, and like the winning <laughs> team goes on, and then if, if the Jags lose, they go down to the XFL for a year, and then you know they've got to earn their way back up. 
Like that would be that would be Yeah, I mean idea. that's probably not ever going to happen, but it would be really entertaining. Cuz you know the fans of that NFL team would be like what the fuck, yeah, man? No. Like yeah. there's just no way that they would let that actually the se- happen, the season... but it is a very very good concept. Then imagine if your team's the team that gets sent down to the XFL. Like imagine if the Niners are the commander. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. my point. Like, you know, like well, whatever yeah. team it is, no. they're going to all those they're going to be like, dude, what the fuck? This the is legacy bullshit. of the 49ers like, getting sent down to the XFL for a season. You know, the, like the, the pro- Yeah, or, you have a real or, shit or, season, a whole bunch of injuries, yeah, you go 2 yeah, and 14 yeah. and then or yeah. you know, how many games because is it, now? Because it's happened. Cuz we went fucking 4 and 12 the other one, you know, like Yeah. Yeah, it's like you don't want that yeah. shit. No, it sounds like a good yeah. concept in, in in theory, and it would be entertaining. Yeah. But no, the whatever team the it is that gets demoted, no, that's just yeah. gonna be so. And what if they don't make it back the following year? What if they get like Jesus? It could just be so. What if they're bad. like a mid-level team in the XFL? They don't even like make the XFL playoffs. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then like, what happens? What happens? There, there's just no way the NFL is gonna let that happen with a franchise. It would, it would like that, beat the shit out of your. revenue. It would be really funny It'd though. Beat the shit out of your revenue for sure. It'd be real. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Anyway, moving on. Because we got about three weeks to go. That's why we're talking about these crazy theories. We got three weeks to go before the start of the uh, new league year, uh, which is March 16th, and the start of free agency, which, <clears throat> you know, if you, if you didn't hear it in the first Extra Point show, I fucking love free agency. Go back and watch it. But, uh, yeah. Um, so some teams are already starting to do a little bit of spring cleaning, starting to make a little bit of room. You know, obviously, uh, the Saints need to get on that with their $72 million, you know, over the cap. But the Atlanta Falcons are the first team yeah. of note to do so, releasing veteran pass rusher Dante Fowler. Now, Dante Fowler was um, acquired after signing a three-year deal with Atlanta in 2020. Um, after uh, two seasons with the Falcons... He had started 19 of 28 games and lodged uh, seven and a half sacks, 16 quarterback hits, and four forced fumbles. Now, that production was uh, far short of what he did in 2019. Um, when in, a, in a standout 2019 year, which actually got him that big free agency deal, uh, when he played for the Los Angeles Rams and put up 11 and a half sacks. So um, he's a former number three overall pick from the 2015 draft from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with him. Uh, He spent some time in the last couple of seasons on both the COVID and injured reserve list. But obviously, like I said, he started 19 out of 28 possible games um, over the last two seasons. So he's been mostly healthy, just missing a couple games here and there. But Falcons just trying to make some you know, like I said, clear some cap room before the start of next season. Yeah, which sounds like they definitely need that. And I'm sure he could be a benefit to somebody. Yeah, I mean, obviously a team looking for pass rushing help. I I really don't look at either the Niners or Washington to sign him because we're both pretty stout on our defensive lines. But, you know, a team that could definitely Mm -hmm. benefit from his services. Um, You know, obviously I don't think he's going to get that big uh, three-year uh, free agent contract that he got before um, after managing only seven and a half sacks over the last two seasons. I bet he signs probably a one-year prove-it deal, and, you know, that probably determines where he goes from, from here on out. Yeah, that seems to be a big thing the last Especially last season, last season with, with, with the reduced cap, a lot of players, like we saw more players than ever signing the one-year yeah. contracts on the prove-it deals. A lot of them earned themselves another deal, and uh, a lot of them didn't. Yeah. Retirement report following an eight-year career in the NFL. Atlanta, um, mostly known for his time in Atlanta, seven years with the Falcons, most recently spent the uh, last season with the Bengals on their magical Super Bowl run. Uh, sta- almost got himself almost a ring. Almost got himself a ring. Safety Ricardo Allen uh, retiring from the NFL after eight seasons. Now, um What's interesting about Ricardo <laughs> Allen, and uh, he kind of reveals it here in his quote. We'll just we'll put the quote up for you. I've always wondered how it would feel giving up what most people would consider to be most of me, and that's being a professional athlete. But the truth is I'm blessed to be able to say that it's been good. It could have been better with two Super Bowl rings, but who's complaining? Not me. And then also in his post, he said, Dear football career, I'm grateful for you, and I'm thankful for the opportunity you gave me. 
to turn nothing but hard work into the foundation of a growing legacy. You've shown me it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. Now, like I said, in that quote, he mentions the two Super Bowl rings. Obviously, the, the second opportunity he had was in his second year being on the Atlanta Falcons in what we've talked about being the uh, Kyle Shanahan when he was the offensive coordinator. And it wasn't all on Kyle, obviously. Kyle was, it was a lot on the offense or on the defense of Atlanta. But the, the Super Bowl collapse against the Patriots. So, kind of had two opportunities. He could have been, he could have had two rings, but instead he retires with none. But, you know, the opportunity at two, obviously better than not playing in the game at all. Yeah, I was going to say, at least being in the Super Bowl yeah. is still something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. still, uh, it's, it's a life-changing moment, you know, and, uh, He's talked about opportunities after the game, and um, one of those uh, opportunities that he's mentioned <laughs> being interested in are, um, you know, he's, he's got a potential future in coaching. Uh, so we'll have to we'll have to see what formulates with that. Now he retires at age thirty, um, and he uh, he ended up playing in fourteen games this past season with one start. He was a backup mainly behind Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Uh, for his career, he tallied 77 starts in 91 games, recorded 355 tackles, 11 interceptions, and 26 passes defended. So, pretty solid career. You know, nothing... It's not going to go to the Hall of Fame, but a, but definitely a solid career. So, good luck in retirement yeah, to you. Yeah, definitely. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the... Uh, this is the second... Commander's Countdown, I believe, countdown. since the uh, the name change happened. Yes, sir. Um, not a whole lot to uh, to cover. There is a bit of uh, you know other news about some coaches and sh and stuff, but uh, I feel like the biggest news to talk about would be the uh, quarterback options for next right. season. Um, the most recent rumor to come out, well, actually, there's yep. two. Um, one a little better than the other, but <laughs> one NFL executive said the Commanders could justify trading the 11th pick, which well, let me finish. In the NFL draft for Jimmy Garoppolo, which, in my opinion, is too much. I don't think trading a first-round pick for him is is particularly worth it. I know you would love that because, obviously, the Niners would get a first-round pick. And you'd be, well, you know, well, I'm going to take the first-round pick. But, no, I mean, you have as to admit as, a first-round, the 11th pick for Jimmy. As they say, I'd be, I'd be happy <laughs> as the proverbial pig and shit. Um but, right, uh, right. So, I mean, I hope that that is not actually true. Yeah. I mean, if it was like a second round pick, I'd well, be, I'd be totally that, that, game that's, for that. That's like, what, that's what we got it, Jimmy but... for. And I will say this. I mean, so coming over since since you know we got him for you know a, a second round pick, the man has been to two <laughs> NFC Championship games and established you know an, an insane winning record. So I feel like he's only like helped his. Re the injury thing is a, is a concern, but he stayed healthy for you know two out of like four two out of four seasons really one of those seasons he was acquired in the in the middle of the season so you really can't count that as a full season i wouldn't deny that that jimmy has done well um with san francisco i mean he has a winning record uh, um, so I, I wouldn't deny any he's 33 of that, and 14 the executive now. who did just just a just a 33 yes um Go ahead. so it's still still a good record um the executive who honestly <laughs> about washington's quarterback options um, doesn't think that Garoppolo is worth the 11th selection uh, or any first-round choice based on skill set and injury history, which I completely agree with that. But he believes that the organization could justify the move if they deem the draft's top quarterbacks as unstartable, which, um, given the way it looks as of now, and the talk about the quarterbacks yeah. that are in the draft, that seems like it's probably the case. So this, this you know, a, a high first-round pick would be quite the price for a quarterback who is mostly efficient in Kyle Shanahan's run-first offense, um, Niners beat writer Cam Inman this month said the team might take a day two draft pick for Jimmy G, which I would much yeah. prefer. <laughs> Among the most QB desperate teams in NFL, Washington would be a bad spot if they once again had to turn to Taylor Heineke as their day one starter. Yeah, I mean, in, in you know, who knows how accurate that is. I mean, I, I think that... I mean, I, I'm not completely one to say that, like, Heineke put, couldn't potentially end up as, as a starter one day on, on a team that's got a little bit more offensive talent. And I know, you know, to counter that point, a lot of people are uh. saying that Jimmy is, um, you know, like, you know, he's, he's on a super talented, which he is, but let's, let's take going to Washington, for example. 
I don't think the drop-off would really be that significant because, you know, like, let's say he does go to Washington. He's still got Antonio Gibson. He's still got J.D. McKissick if they re-sign him. You know, so they've still got... Curtis Samuel, if he's ever Curtis healthy Samuel, again, who could be, be like who could Debo be a gadget Samuel player. Thing. Yeah, um, you know, potentially, uh, obviously, Terry McLaurin, who would be obviously, you know, number one target. Um, so, right. and then Logan Thomas, a tight end. And you know, Jimmy loves throwing to the tight end as, as based off his relationship with, with Kittle. So with, I really don't Kittle, think that absolutely. there would be much drop off at all. I think that he could definitely succeed in, in Scott Turner's offense and maybe even produce better than, than what Heineke Obviously, he, he would. Oh no, I I would say he probably would produce better than Heineke. I mean, Heineke he had a lot of heart and he yeah. was he could run and and, and make that things happen. What, but honestly, his arm ability yeah. and arm strength is really what killed him. Yeah. I mean, he made some good throws. But and, he, and Jimmy I mean, doesn't have a Mahomes arm, but Jimmy Jimmy does usually like throw a tight spiral and like usually get the ball in position, albeit sometimes a little bit a right. little bit higher than you might like. Yeah, I mean, well, no, no quarterback's yeah. perfect, but yes, but I, I would say Jimmy throws a like a prettier ball than Heineke does. But I really, I mean, the the main thing I think everyone likes about Heineke is his heart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He approached yeah. the game, I mean, and it's it's hard. It's really hard. Like the few fans that did hate yeah, on him, I don't yeah. understand that, that, that pylon. That like, pylon dive in, in like, the Tampa playoff game, dude. Yeah, that won me over yeah. immediately. I was like, all yeah, right, well, you got you me, not, you got me, bro. That was, and then I'll always love like when Chase Young was like just like pointing to his jersey, you know, like pointing it like he's like pointing his name on the back. It was just like, yeah. But, I mean... So, the uh, other other rumor that has... Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. We're moving on. All right, all right. I was just going to say, the other rumor that has uh, been circulating around is uh, Russell Wilson, which, obviously, I'm sure everybody would be completely ecstatic for that. The only thing is, though, with the rumors I've seen, the price tag would be immense. You know, three years of first-round picks... Just kind of an obscene price tag, which I mean, I get it for a player like him that that would it yeah, and that, that's if you're just giving that really picks. worth it. I mean, that, that's if you're not throwing a player. Yeah, it could be a trade as well. You're right; there yeah. could be picks as well as a traded player, and I would think that would also be likely, yeah. given you know Russell Wilson's caliber. Yeah, more more than likely. I mean, it, it definitely, obviously, like like we discussed a couple shows ago, Russell's going to be exploring his options. He's he's made that clear. Um, he's uh. Mm. He's interested. He he said that he would play for the Commanders after you know befriending John Allen at the yeah. I know. I did see that. I couldn't believe that. I was like, oh wow. And I've seen a lot of like um, analysts and stuff saying, oh, it'd be a good fit. I'm like, oh my god, it would be be amazing. But if the cost is too high, though, it's like it's 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 a really big decision. Like if it it, let's just say hypothetically, it was between Jimmy and Russ. You know, Jimmy for even if it's one first, and then Russ for like three and a player. It's like, well, which one do you pick? You know, do you want to go with Russ and try and go all out yeah. on quarterback, or and, and, you know, maybe save the picks and, and go yeah, with Jimmy, who might yeah. get you might get you there. And, also and as, and as I mentioned way. with with Jimmy too, like I mean, it, it's I think what what would drive as, as you know we kind of touched on it, what would drive that value up would be the fact that obviously if we were going into last off season with the quarterback draft, the quarterback cross crop in the draft where there were five guys taken in the first Oh, it'd be very, very yeah, different. Jimmy wouldn't go for anything higher than a second pick. But because of, like, like maybe, Absolutely like, not. Malik Malik Willis is, like, the best, like, looking corner uh, quarterback or, um, you know, like, who, who, who knows who's going to be the top guy taken. Um, obviously, he's he's been reported. Yeah, at this point, I haven't looked yeah. into enough of, the, of, the, of these players, and draft is a long yeah. ways away. I'm not even going to speculate, but all, all I know yeah. is what I've heard in general sense, that the QBs don't but look but if like you're gonna, much But if you were going to use number 11 on a quarterback <clears throat> anyway, like, I think you've got a better chance use, using that pick on Jimmy than any of the guys in, in this year's draft. If, you, if you're set on drafting a quarterback anyway, because, I mean... You're right. He's at actually. least the guy. He, that's that. That's you're you're compl- yeah, you're completely yeah. right. Actually, I agree. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that is Jim, a good point. Jimmy's that is a, a good point. So even if it did come down to being, yeah, first, I mean, Jimmy's a guy that if it, that if he got you into the playoffs, like in the postseason, um, I mean, he's he's got a postseason record of. Um, <clears throat> it would still be nice to get him for a second and still have the first round pick, but yeah. you are not wrong, actually. Given the, especially well, if they were going to draft a quarterback, which obviously, if the prospects were were great, that that would be the plan. But yeah. given the prospects, then yeah, yeah I mean, right, Jimmy, Jimmy for you, first. You pick up a guy that's like four and two in the playoffs uh, on a team that's potentially, you know, playoff caliber, and you know, yeah. like he, he he can get you there. Obviously, it's not the most attractive option. If you can get Russ, that's that's probably the move. You want. It's really it's a, it's the cost right. factor. It's Absolutely. like because Russ would be Absolutely. the cost, Jimmy would be a lot yeah. cheaper. It's really a weighing your options kind of thing. There, obviously, Russell is probably going to be a better quarterback option, but. 
is that cost worth it to the rest right. of your team? Exactly. You know, maybe going with Jimmy and having the picks and having all that and building exactly. around him would work That's better. Fair. I mean, it worked on in, in San Francisco. Yep. So, I mean, you know, the team, San Francisco, the team really, I feel like, is what got them as far as they did. Not so much Jimmy. Jimmy did a lot, but yeah, I mean, the, I, the, the talent I, I around him. He and, definitely had to, you know, like put, you no. Know, yeah, yeah, put he's some had game, some fourth game quarter, drives you know, winning together, drives. Yeah, and, but but yeah, it, it has absolutely. definitely been a very, you know, cognizant team effort. Sorry, you're, you're fine. It has definitely been a very, very team-oriented <laughs> effort. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset with really either one. I know a lot of people really hate on Jimmy and him coming coming here, um, but you got to get somebody. Yeah. And, and and the way that this you know this year is, it's it's going to either be something like that, or it's going to be maybe go all out and get uh, a Russell Wilson. They're also maybe Deshaun Watson, yeah. depending on what happens with his That's legal true. issues. But personally, I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot yeah. pole. But yeah. you never know. I mean, you, that's true. That's true. You can, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then uh, in in other news, uh, there was uh, there was a coaching move. The uh, Commanders' tight ends coach, um, uh, Pete Honer, uh, announced his retirement, capping off an extensive career that spanned uh, more than four decades. <clears throat> uh, he first coached in the NFL with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals back in 1985, and established a reputation for getting the best out of his players. Um, during his time in the league, he had stints with uh, Arizona, uh, Chicago, uh, the Bears, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, and Carolina Panthers. And for the last 11 years, he's worked with Ron Rivera, both with the Panthers and uh, most recently Washington and, uh, you know, the Commanders or, you know, Redskins or football team. Never. Yeah, no, we're yeah. gonna have to just we're gonna have to start yeah. getting used yeah. to saying command. Yeah. It's hard every time for me too. I'm with, like with the, the commander is like, the commanders, yeah. and I know I say it with some stupid yeah. like you know like yeah. inflection in my voice. My commander, I'm like I gotta stop doing that. I really I gotta It'll, stop. It, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 growing. Like the more times I think you say it, it, it it's getting better. It's I getting better. It, it more, is getting better. But I was tempted it. to just go with yeah. Washington. Yeah. I'm like, no, you gotta use the damn name. And then yeah, yeah. So Coach Honer is known for his old school approach. An old school style when it came to developing his players, which was always appreciated by his fellow coaches and players. Um, and uh, Logan Thomas was quoted as saying, um, "He may push people a little harder who need pushing. He may yell at some people a little bit more. He he might just uh, talk. Uh, he understands his players and how to get through to his players." Um, so that's what Logan Thomas said. And of course, Logan Thomas went on to have, you know, like career best years under. Under Coach Honer there, and uh, yeah, he's also been credited by both um, Vernon Davis, 49ers and Washington great, and uh, Greg Olson as uh, being crucial for their development. So then that leaves the question mark: who who are they going to get? Who are they going to get to be the replacement tight ends coach? Yes, yes, which they ended up hiring uh, Juan Castillo. They did who was entering his 26th year of coaching yeah. in the NFL. He spent the previous two seasons with the Chicago Bears as the offensive line coach and has worked with three other teams on both sides yep. of the ball, primarily along the offensive line. Uh, Castillo has spent time with the Bears uh, in 2020 to 21, Buffalo Bills in 17 to 18, been with the Ravens, Ravens and then, in 13 to 16. It was just the Eagles, so about, or they, they, the Eagles, the Eagles for, for a long-ass <laughs> time, from 98 to 2012. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, Jesus Christ! And that's uh, like fourteen years. Yeah. Fan. So while he was while he was with the Eagles, he um, he actually worked with uh, Ron Rivera for five seasons. When uh, Ron was the team's linebackers coach from '99 to 2003, and um, Castillo was actually uh, he was mostly an offensive coach. But interestingly enough, for the 2011-2012 season, he was actually the Eagles' defensive coordinator. So. A rare NFL assistant that has spent time as both an offensive and a defensive coach. You don't see that often. Yeah, this sounds like a great pickup. Yeah, Shit. I mean, <laughs> under, under his guidance, the uh, in the 2011 season, the Eagles ended up having a 50 sack season. So his his experience on both sides of the ball Damn. could prove beneficial. Hell yeah! I mean that that sounds. Like a very good pickup yeah, to me. Yeah, so I mean, if if you got to lose Coach Honer, you know, it's going with somebody that's got a lot of experience there, and um, and then in some uh, unfortunate news, you know, maybe the uh, NFL original Debo Samuel, you know, Hall of Famer Charlie yeah. Taylor, 
um, you know, who was a wide receiver and running back who helped Washington uh, to several playoff berths and a Super Bowl appearance, passed away on February the 19th at 80 years old. Yeah, very unfortunate. Uh, he was definitely one of the greats. He was drafted number three overall by Washington in the 1964 draft. Had a decorated 14-year career with the franchise back when players, you know, actually stayed with, yeah. with the team. Yeah, spent his entire career you know, Throughout there. their entire tenure, which which is something I definitely yeah. miss. You know, Gerald Green is one yeah. of my favorites, and it's, you know, because he always played with Washington. Um, he was an eight-time Pro Bowler with a first-team All-Pro selection in 1967. He was part of the Hall of Fame's All-1960s team, and he was selected as the AP and UPI Rookie of the Year in 64. Yep. And he was selected to the Hall of Fame in 84. You know, thank God at least he got in. There's yeah. a lot of other uh, Redskin greats Joe that Jacobi. should be in the, Joe in the Hall of Fame. Joe Jacoby is the most notable one that I can yeah. think of. I always think about him, and yeah, it's like, how is he not in there? Off that big-ass hop. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Line, yeah. And um, quoted uh, former his former head coach, Bill McPeak, Bill McPeak was quoted as saying, Taylor is probably the greatest natural player I've ever seen. He combines power, speed, and fine open field moves. So I didn't really see a lot of him play. Obviously, I've seen him in like highlights because it was much before I haven't my either, time. Obviously, I mean, but sure. uh, it sounds like the man was the NFL's original Debo Samuel to me, like with the power and speed combination. I mean, and, and with the way Absolutely. they used him too. Uh, I mean, he put up 1,569 uh, yards and 10 touchdowns in his rookie season, uh, becoming the first rookie in two decades to finish in the top 10 as a rusher, sixth with 755 yards, and receiver, eighth wow. with uh, 814 yards. He literally so, almost had the same amount who, of who yards. Does that, who does that sides. fucking sound Holy like, shit. though? Like, what player does that sound like? Like, that Damn. sounds like a Debo. That sounds, yeah, like, sounds Debo. like a Debo prototype. And Washington had it had this guy like before, you know, that was fashionable. So his production This is well yeah, before yeah. I have any, you know, I don't I don't know any of this these years yeah. personally. So, so Taylor had made the yeah, me neither. I'm I'm just uh, you know I obviously wasn't alive. Still though, he was clearly great. And the highlights I had yeah. seen, yeah, he was he, he made he had made the made, force to be yeah, he with. had made the Pro Bowl four times from seventy two to seventy five. And then he led Washington with six hundred seventy three receiving yards in 1972 when the team went 11 and 3 and played the dolphins in uh, the super bowl and uh, washington advanced to the postseason again in 73 and 74 and um, taylor was the team's top receiver each season and at the time of retirement uh, he was the nfl's all-time receiving leader with 649 receptions uh, for 9110 yards and 79 touchdowns and that record stood for seven years until it was broken in 84 by Charlie Joyner. And obviously, again, it was broken by Jerry Rice. And, you know, subs- like that, that record's been broken a few times since then. But um, yeah, that, he, he did. Yeah, uh, that was only a record you know, first, for a uh, short first, time. Yeah, but. <laughs> exactly. First and second team NFL, um, all NFL honors six times. And still holds Washington franchise records with uh, 79 receiving touchdowns and 90 overall touchdowns so pretty impressive absolutely definitely sad to hear about his passing you know anytime great player i mean obviously you know i didn't know of him personally or watching the game but you know you know i love the team so i'm you know not happy to hear about that as time goes on and the players that i actually remember when they as they start to pass away that's going to be like you know daryl green eventually you know he'll he'll pass away that's going to be a rough day for me because he's he's my all-time favorite so Although he's healthy, he's like in his mid sixties. You know that man should be alive for the next twenty years yeah, at least. Yeah, you you would, you would definitely hope. But yeah, I mean that's. I would hope. That's, yeah, that's... I mean I would. I mean he looks good for his age. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's pretty much all we all but, we've um, got. Yeah, yeah. At this point. Yeah, that's about all we got. That's what I was gonna say. I'm sure there'll be some more news as uh as time progresses, getting closer to the draft. Um, you know, there's obviously all kinds of rather stupid mock drafts in yeah. my opinion you know too many you know maybe, maybe we can do one for fun just to see what happens but yeah maybe we'll, we'll see we'll, how we'll it goes as, it, as it gets closer to that yep but all right join us next week we'll see what we put together for you guys next week but uh have a good night everyone have a good night thanks for joining us All right.
and thanks for joining us this week on the Niners News Update. Just uh, want to go over the couple of pieces of news that we have for you this week. Obviously, not a whole lot for you. Um, first thing we're going to discuss is um, the most recent rumor to come out. Well, actually, there's two. Um, one a little better than the other, but <laughs> one NFL executive said the commanders could justify trading the 11th pick, which, well, let me finish, in the NFL draft for Jimmy Garoppolo, which, in my opinion, is too much. I, I don't think trading a first-round pick for him is, is particularly worth it. I know you would love that because, obviously, the Niners would get a first-round pick, and you'd be, well, you know, well, I'm going to take the first-round pick, but no. I mean, you have as, to admit as, a first-round, the 11th pick for Jimmy. As they say, I'd be, I'd be happy <laughs> as the proverbial pig and shit. Um but, right, uh, right. So, I mean, I hope that that is not actually true. Yeah. I mean, if it was like a second round pick, I'd well, be, I'd be totally that, that's, that's, for that. That's like, what, that's what we got it, Jimmy but... for. And I will say this. I mean, so coming over since, since, you know, we got him for, you know, a, a second round pick, the man has been to two <clears> NFC championship <throat> games and established, you know, an, an insane winning record. So I feel like he's only like helped his, re- the injury thing is a, is a concern, but he stayed healthy for, you know, two, out of like four, two out of four seasons, really. One of those seasons, he was acquired in the in the middle of the season, so you really can't count that as a full season. I wouldn't deny that that Jimmy has done well um, with San Francisco. I mean, he has a winning record, uh, um, so I, I wouldn't deny any of that. Thirty-three and fourteen. The executive now. who did just just a just a thirty-three. Yes. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. So it's still still a good record. Um, the executive who was quoted anonymously uh, anonymously about Washington's quarterback options. Um, doesn't think that Garoppolo is worth the 11th selection uh, or any first-round choice based on skill set and injury history, which I completely agree with that. But he believes that the organization could justify the move if they deem the draft's top quarterbacks as unstartable, which, um, given the way it looks as of now, and the talk about the quarterbacks yeah. that are in the draft, that seems like it's probably the case. So this, this you know, a, a high first-round pick would be quite the price for a quarterback who is mostly efficient in Kyle Shanahan's run-first offense, um, Niners beat writer Cam Inman this month said the team might take a day two draft pick for Jimmy G, which I would much yeah. prefer. <laughs> Among the most QB desperate teams in NFL, Washington would be a bad spot if they once again had to turn to Taylor Heineke as their day one starter. Yeah, I mean, and you know, who knows how accurate that is? I mean, I, I think that. I mean, I, I'm not completely one to say that like Heineke put, couldn't potentially end up as, as a starter one day on, on a team that's got a little bit more offensive talent. And I know, you know, to counter that point, a lot of people are uh. saying that Jimmy is, um, you know, like, you know, he's, he's on a super talented, which he is. But let's, let's take going to Washington, for example. I don't think the drop-off would really be that significant because, you know, like, let's say he does go to Washington. He's still got Antonio Gibson. He's still got J.D. McKissick if they re-sign him. You know, so they've still got Curtis Samuel if he's ever Curtis healthy Samuel, again. Curtis Samuel, who could be, be like who could a be a gadget Samuel player. Thing. Yeah, um, you know, potentially, uh, obviously Terry McLaurin, who would be obviously you know number one target. Um, so, right. and then Logan Thomas at tight end, and you know Jimmy loves throwing to the tight end as as based off his relationship with with Kittle. So with, I really don't Kittle, think that absolutely. there would be much drop off at all. I think that he could definitely succeed in, in Scott Turner's offense and maybe even produce better than than what Heineke. Obviously, he, he would. Oh no, I I would say he probably would produce better than Heineke. I mean, Heineke he had a lot of heart and he yeah. was he could run and and, and make that things happen. What, but honestly, his arm ability yeah. and arm strength is really what killed him. Yeah. I mean, he made some good throws. And, but and I Jimmy mean, doesn't have a Mahomes arm, but Jimmy Jimmy does usually like throw a tight spiral and like usually get the ball in position, albeit sometimes a little bit a right. little bit higher than you might like. Yeah, I mean, well, no, no quarterback's yeah. perfect, but yes, but I, I would say Jimmy throws a like a prettier ball than Heineke does. But I really, I mean, the the main thing I think everyone liked about Heineke is his right. heart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Approach yeah. the game, I mean, and it's it's hard. It's really hard. Like the few fans that did hate yeah. on him, I don't yeah. understand that, that, that pile on like, that pile on dive in like, the Tampa playoff game, <clears> dude. Yeah, that won me over yeah. immediately. I was like, yeah, all right, well, you got me, you got me, bro. That was, and then I'll always love like when Chase Young was like just like pointing to his jersey, you know, like pointing it like he's like pointing his name on the back. It was just like, yeah. And as we mentioned with, with Jimmy, too, like, I mean, it, it's, I think what's, what would drive, as, as, you know, we kind of touched on, it, what would drive that value up would be the fact that, obviously, if we were going into last offseason with the quarterback draft, the quarterback cross, 
prop in the draft where there were five guys taken in the first. Oh, round. it'd be very, very yeah, different. Jimmy wouldn't go for anything higher than a second pick, but because of like, like maybe Absolutely like not. Malik, Malik Willis is like the best like looking corner uh, quarterback, or um, you know, like who who, who knows who's going to be the top guy taken. Um, obviously he's he's been reported. Yeah, at this point, I haven't looked yeah. into enough of the, of, the, of these players, and draft is a long ways yeah. away. I'm not even going to speculate, but all I know yeah. is what I've heard in general sense that the QBs don't. But, look but like if you're gonna much, if much you were gonna use number eleven on a quarterback <clears throat> anyway, like I think you've got a better chance use, using that pick on Jimmy than any of the guys in, in this year's draft. If you if you're set on drafting a quarterback anyway, because I mean. You're right. He's at actually. least the guy. He, that's that. That's you're you're yeah, completely yeah, you're completely yeah. right. Actually, I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, that is Jim, a good point. Jimmy's that a, is a good point. So even if it did come down to being, yeah, the first, I mean, Jimmy's a guy that if it, that if he got you into the playoffs, like in the postseason, um, I mean, he's he's got a postseason record of. Um, <clears throat> it would still be nice to get him for a second and still have the first round pick, but yeah. you are not wrong, actually. Given the, especially well, if they were going to draft a quarterback, which obviously, if the prospects were would great, that that would be the plan. But yeah. given the prospects, then yeah, yeah I mean, you're right, Jimmy. Jimmy for you, a first. You pick up a guy that's like four and two in the playoffs uh, on a team that's potentially you know playoff caliber, and you know yeah. like he, he he can get you there. Obviously, it's not the most attractive option. If you can get Russ, that's that's probably the move. You want. It's really it's a, it's the cost right. factor. It's Absolutely. like because Russ would be Absolutely. the cost. Jimmy would be a lot yeah. cheaper. It's really a weighing your options kind of thing. There, obviously, Russell is probably going to be a better quarterback option, but. Is that cost worth it to the rest right. of your team? Exactly. You know, maybe going with Jimmy and having the picks and having all that and building exactly. around him would work That's better. Right. I mean, it worked on in, in San Francisco. Yep. So I mean, you know, the team, San Francisco, the team, really, I feel like, is what got them as far as they did. Not so much Jimmy. Jimmy did a lot, but yeah, I mean, I, know, the, the I, talent I, I around him. He and, definitely had to, you know, like put, you no. Know, yeah, yeah, he's had some, some fourth quarter winning drives. You know, winning together, drives and, yeah, but but yeah, it, it has absolutely. definitely been a very, you know, cognizant team effort. Sorry, you're, you're fine. It has definitely been a very, very team-oriented <laughs> effort, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset with really either one. I know a lot of people really hate on Jimmy and him coming coming here, um, but you got to get somebody. Yeah. And, and and the way that this you know this year is, it's it's going to either be something like that, or it's going to be maybe go all out and get uh, a Russell Wilson. They're also maybe Deshaun Watson, yeah. depending on what happens with his That's legal true. issues. But personally, I would touch that with a ten foot yeah. pole. But yeah. you never know. I mean, you... that's true. That's true. And now that we've uh, we've covered the uh, potential uh, news with uh, with where Jimmy might end up in other Niner news, I uh, wanted to also mention the fact that new Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel is having some familiar faces join him in Miami uh, with the addition of wide receivers coach <laughs> Wes Welker. Uh, who is taking the same position in Miami, and uh, also tight ends coach John Embry, who also left San Francisco for um, Miami. Uh, River Craycraft, uh, wide receiver River. Oh no, Craft. not River yeah. Craycraft. River Craycraft has uh, has signed. <laughs> 49ers legend River Craycraft has uh, has signed with the, uh, with the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. He of course began his career with the Denver Broncos. Um, and he played his last two seasons with the 49ers, seeing action in 15 NFL games, uh, most recently playing in six games this last season, all on special teams, didn't have any catches. Um, so Craycraft doesn't figure to make a huge splash in the receiving core for Miami, but he does have experience in Mike McDaniel's system, and he should be able to, uh, should be able to factor in in the return game. And play on special teams, so definitely uh, sad to have him lost off our off our special teams unit. Obviously, he was he was always a player I liked cheering. Yeah, he was he was pretty yeah, solid. I, and I, I his yeah, name I just I always yeah. liked his name. Just like just like <laughs> the Tucson intersection, River and Craycroft. It's River Craycraft. Yeah, it's literally like it's so yeah, yeah. so close so, to it. It's it's good one luck, good luck off, to basically. you, Coach Walker and um, Coach Embry and, and River down in, in Miami. Hope it all goes well for you. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on real quick is the 49ers have some offseason decisions to make, most notably um, with defensive end D Ford, who's um, fully guaranteed $4.6 million. Um, his $4.6 million uh, roster bonus became fully guaranteed on Tuesday. So um, 
salary cap analyst Joel Corey um, said that while the Niners are officially due to pay Ford that $4.6 million, it doesn't do much to affect how they'll operate with uh, the veteran defensive ends contract in the coming months. There's also a chance that they keep him on the roster in hopes that he can get healthy enough to contribute, although that definitely feels like a long shot after he's missed 29 of the last 36 games uh, you know, due to back injuries and neck injuries. So, in fact, in, in three seasons with the Niners, he's only played in 18 games, racking up nine and a half sacks. Jesus. Um, last season, he appeared in six games. So it started off well. You know, we thought we were going to get some production out of him. He played in six games, recorded three sacks, but then we yeah. never saw him again. So interesting to see if uh, D Ford is on the roster. Obviously, when he's on the ro- when he's playing, he's a dynamic player because in 18 games, he's got nine and a half sacks. So. Nine, yeah, I was going to say, that's so, a good ratio. Yeah, I mean, when, when he's out there, he, he's producing, but when he's not out there, and that unfortunately seems to be more often than not, then, uh, you know, that's that's a lot of money to yeah. be playing, paying a guy that's that's not going to play. And we just got rid of Jalen Hurd, who never played, so we'll have, to, we'll have to see what happens with that. But really outside of that, it's really all the Niner-related news that we have for you guys at this time. So join us next week free agencies coming up here in the next couple of weeks so stay tuned for that but um yeah thanks for joining us on the show good night everybody have a good night everybody and that is going to do it for this week on the extra point show thanks again for joining us here as always we appreciate you and um if you're not already make sure that you like and subscribe and follow us on all the various social medias that we'll have on the screen here. And, um, yeah, have a good night.